and welcome to episode 327 of the Awesome Comics Podcast, the place where the small press makes one hell of a big noise. I'm Vince Hunt, creator of Murder Road, and joining me as always is the creator of the webcomic Vanguard, Dan Butcher. Hello. Hello. I fucked up. God, we got two hellos. My yeah. blimey, you're like you too. And <laughs> we are also joined by the gherkin in everyone's burger, it's Tony Esmond. Hello. Hello, Tony. <laughs> How are you? Living the dream. That's what this show's all about, isn't it? Yeah, I'm living the Wendy Whitebread undercover slut dream. Yeah, Tony's been, Tony's to, the been comic to the comic mart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we'll get a little catch up about that um, shortly. Um, but we've got. Do you know guess- what we need to catch up about? What? So Tony's comic telling house. me he went. Yeah, he oh. went to somewhere you can browse loads and loads of great comic titles. Yeah, where else you thought I was talking that? about the comic mount? Uh, no, uh, I was talking about comic comic house. Do you know what? I, do, you, uh, do you know what I love about this? I love that you're trying. Enthusiasm. Right. I, I, you know, yeah. I, lo- I love the enthusiasm. But you need to get on the same page, guys. Come on, get on the. Come on, yeah. we need to get on the same page. Come on. You know, Tony did the same thing. Then, then never be, never be the uh, in charge of a basketball team like in those movies. You know that motivational yeah. speech. You know, I don't think we're going to win any championships, but I'm behind you. You, you haven't good. heard my motivational speech yet, <laughs> but, you, but you will hear it. I heard you shout it from the next bed once. <laughs> Come so, on, get up, damn you. Say, say, <laughs> it, say it from Rise the next bed. The image. Just meant I was on the left-hand side. But yes, <laughs> as, as we said, this show has a sponsor, and it's Comic House, our lovely sponsor. They will, they'll get the segue right next week, but I'm loving the enthusiasm. Edit guys. it together for us. It'll be fine. No. Okay. You're, going, you're going to have to learn from your mistakes. I have over 326 episodes. Read comic house. Should we see if we can see we see if we can get Alexa to do a comic house advert one day? That'd be amazing, oh, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. What is comic house? Well, Comic House is an indie comic marketplace with a difference, Tony. They love comics as much as we do. There's a huge selection of titles on their database. If you yourself make comics like us and lots of other people out there, you can, you can list your book on there and start selling straight away. They also have an app, which is amazing, if you've got digital copies of your, your books and want them out to an even bigger audience, then please do put your books on there. They've got loads. There's a feature section on their website. And it's basically on Netflix for comics. Subscription service, only £3 mm. a month, and you get access to, like I said, tons of comics. I mean, what's on there at the moment, Dan? We've got The Misadventures of Adam West, uh, and this one, it, Volume 2, Issue 4, versus Julie Newmar. Uh, we've got Caspian Porter, Issue 1, Volume 1, uh, Jason and the Argonauts, The Kingdom of Hades, Broke Down and Four Dead Bodies, Volume 1, Issue 4, and we've got uh, Logan's Run, Aftermath, which I presume carries on the story of Logan's Run. Still running. Yeah, it's after it. Yeah, <laughs> is he, after is he still running? Still running. Must be bored by now, mustn't he? Yeah. I thought that kind of all the end of Logan's run. It was all a happy ending. Don't they all escape? Don't they? Spoilers. Yeah, they sort of. They yeah. sort of. Oh, this is all rubbish. They stop. Jenny Agatha's got a kit off already, so that's that's as far as I usually make it. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, we'll talk about Tony's uh, <laughs> comic cows. <laughs> no, not comic cows purchases. Comic Mart purchases. Shortly, but before that, we've got another great guest for you this week. Recently, we talked about, or well, Tony recommended the book Jinx Freeze. Yes, a new, a new book coming out from Avery Hill Publishing, coming out this week. I think he said, didn't he? Yeah, I believe yeah. so. Um, of course, you must know Avery Hill Publishing by now. They put a, a great selection of books all the time. Um, friends of the show, of course, but 
we managed to get to talk to the creator of Jinx Freeze. Um, and what an epic title the person has, never mind the book. Because <laughs> um, here, for your listening pleasure, is our chat with Lord Herc. Right then, this week's guest has a back catalogue with such memorable titles as Mangler, Ready for Pop, and the affordable Amazement catalogue. That's an amazing name. His latest <laughs> release is Jinx Freeze, a book that we had fun talking about uh, recently on the show. A couple of weeks ago, I think it was, wasn't it? Tony? I, I think, think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think so. You liked our spiker the best. Who? Well, who wouldn't? <laughs> so with that, it's very much our pleasure to welcome to the show Lord Herc. Welcome. Hello, thanks Thanks for having me on. <laughs> oh, pleasure, man. Thank you for joining yeah. us. Um, now, it's the first time we've ever had a Lord on this show, but, you know, he, he's hurt <laughs> to us now. We've been talking before we started. Yeah, we we're so allowed. We're all best yeah. mates now, so we're on first name terms. Yeah, yeah, yeah Herc's good. <laughs> <laughs> now, obviously, um, your work, there's so much going on, so much hilarity and just artwork and, and everything. And seriously, folks, you've got to see it to believe it because it's, it's hilarious, and Jinx Freeze is another example of it. Um, but for, for those um, who don't know, like, where did your comics journey start? How did you um, start getting into, like, making comics? Um, quite early, uh, quite young. When I was quite young, probably I started making comics, like, I don't know, when I was, like, six, maybe, early. Yeah. And... I probably went in and in and out of just drawing comic strips like that for until I was about I don't know 16 and then I I would start that's probably around the time that I would start oh I'm going to make my own comics and and staple little books together and but at the time I didn't even realize there was like uh, like anything like small press or anything so I kind of that fell away and I, I continued drawing but not really doing comics and then it was not until I was maybe well till around about 2000 that I started getting back into it again and then I realized there was like a small press scene and um, started getting involved in that then cool. so so what were you reading like when you because obviously you, you must have loved lots of comics to get in, into the sort of medium and, and certainly mm. we've all I mean, your story there completely rings true with certainly myself and a lot of other people that you start you, ma- you start making your little A5 comics for yourself and like stapling Yeah, for your mates. And, yeah. And yeah. mine were all a blatant rip-off of whatever I had <laughs> yeah. at that particular time. What sort of um, comics were you into at that time? Um, uh, I mean, when I was... I was obviously into all the old, you know, like typical British kids' comics, like Whoopi... Hmm. and wizard and chips and all that but probably when i was about 15 i kind of started getting into no before that maybe mad was maybe the first comic oh good hmm. yeah yeah. and then nice one. but the first sort of comics i would start maybe ripping off would have been um underground comics sort of like yeah when i when i started getting into sort of discovered like crumb and yeah um people like that uh, Gilbert Shelton, so probably yes. Yeah, I've got both those. Like... I've got both those names down as you know the influence question, which we're going to ask you at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can I can definitely see that man. Yeah, yeah. The other one I was going to say is um something like the Yellow Submarine or something like that. Is that an influence? That sort of art. Um, 
maybe latterly, definitely not right. when I was a kid. All I'd know was the song. <laughs> for some reason, you'd sing in assembly back then. I don't know why. <laughs> um, yeah. So progressive in South London, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but definitely sort of pop art and stuff like that latterly would was became an influence definitely when I started thinking more yeah of my of my work in in more sort of uh, graphic styles and yeah this I can definitely see that with like sort of colors and halftone patterns and you know sort of blocks of color um there's definitely that sort of pop art sort of influence so I mean it feels like um your work is kind of like an amalgamation of, of comics and music is music like a, a massive sort of part of your creative process um as in terms of not really i don't really listen to music when i work anymore mm. but i've always been really into music i grew up i was really into well i suppose i am still a little bit but into hip-hop and graffiti like just that whole okay. culture and stuff when i was growing up so that did have an early influence on my work mm. and i think again in terms of like graphic styles and that that comes into it um, i mean you've, you've got a very strong style hook you know it's it's not really like anything else we see out there is have you ever been asked to how to describe your comics you know everyone said what sort of <laughs> comics do you do is anyone how, how would you how would you go about explaining that's that? a hard one i'm yeah, slightly uh, yeah i'm at a loss yeah yeah quite difficult to explain it without and, and make people interested in what i'm saying <laughs> but yeah i don't know i try and um like i say I, i'm trying to a lot of the time con contrast sort of more pop pop art kind of aesthetics and graphic-y styles but also yeah contrast that with a lot of sort of detailed rendering and actual sort of you know drawing yeah. type stuff and sort of put that together and see if it works don't know if it does but and you drop you drop hints of other things in you know there's a little bit of british tele old school british television there's a bit of rockabilly in there there's a bit of you know there's all different little things you drop in is that for your own amusement or is that just for something it's yeah it's i mean it's probably got to be for my own amusement because anyone anyone born this uh this century probably a lot of the references they're just not, they're not big thor heard fans yeah, no <laughs> yeah, yeah who knows but, uh, i don't know there were gems when they popped up yeah they were. yeah, yeah. Who, who there were gems like when the thor heard it uh reference uh, popped up yeah. there's all this insanity and madness and then he kind of it brings you back for this uh, you're, you're the first person who made me realize there's a link between thor and thora you know what i mean <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah i think that's uh i think that's just me just having fun drawing and doing what i want to do and yeah not really worrying too much who's going to get the references but if they do that's great but yeah it's, got layers, yeah, it's isn't more it? like just having fun making it yeah the other because the other reference i suppose you must get a lot is the bush do you get that at all or i have had that actually yeah yeah, yeah. uh which i did yeah i i am a fan of the of the comedy and everything yeah yeah me too but yeah so jinx freeze how would you oh I mean, this is a tough one because there's a lot in it in there but do you, do you how do you describe that you know so I, I, i've had, i've had trouble describing what it is um i think one of the shortcuts i was using is 
it's great. I wouldn't be surprised if it was published by Fantagraphics, which I think is it's not a bad little shout. But how yeah. how have you gone about describing what it's about and what it is? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a great <laughs> thanks for saying that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's like you like you might have said. It's kind of on the face of it, it is like I tend to end up doing things that are based around like a crime or a detective type story yeah like crime caper but there's always there's surreal sort of surrealist elements to it and just other stuff going on so it's not also sci-fi elements as well yeah. so it's a bit of a a mishmash of different things but it's it's just a big sort of experiment really and everything that i kind of threw into it at the time and i did draw on a lot of different things that i don't usually do in my work in what way man Mm. um just things like um usually i would sort of think of a story and have elements of the story written and kind of make it up as i go along but with this I just had like a bunch of half finished pages of or half started comics, little title pages. Right. And I started from that point. I wanted to do something with them. And so I sort of looked in my sketchbook and I had things written down, like overheard conversations and little dream little dreams I'd had that I'd written down and different stuff. And I just kind of started using that as the dialogue or incorporating that into the stories. And then they all started interlocking and the the story kind of just started showing, if you know what I mean. And I just carried it on. Yeah. That's why I continued that that way where it's it kind of like it does look a bit like an anthology because it's broken up Mm -hmm. into a series of like Mm -hmm. title pages and four pages here and two pages there. But, it, it's yeah, like I a sort of manic sort of that. fast show kind of like you know the sketches just keep coming at you like like one yeah. or two pages there's a new character or there's a new i mean yeah. there's a lot to be said about the the humor in this work as well there's so many t- i mean i'm i i love a, a funny name or, or, a, or a funny moment you know just one bit of dialogue in a in a comic or in a, an amusing sound effect and you've got some absolutely cracking sort of comics i mean the one i'm looking at now is very serious comics matters with crash bell enderson um, <laughs> which is spectacular um there was another moment <laughs> when a character oh, and i don't want to spoil the moment for you folks but it, it leads to the balloon it's <laughs> it's little timmy knacker the loose bollock um <laughs> which is which is a comedic moment in itself um do you have like a notebook of like like funny names or you just think of something and just think oh that's good and like you say you said you started with with some headers did you think of some a lot of the headers for these these sort of stories that that either like inspired you or made you laugh and then you went then you literally figured it out from those yeah actually yeah it was like that because the the yeah I, i had about a dozen of these stories and i felt like i couldn't do anything else until i'd done something with them so a lot of them were like just names um yeah just think like marge at large for instance <laughs> was cool. just was just that and a lot of them were just little half finished pages with a title that i just did yeah i ended up developing 
and expanding on them and then they all kind of fitted together so they were just yeah some of them were just literally thinking of a silly name or title to, to give um to give the listeners a little taste of what i wrote a few down that i liked so we've got <laughs> yeah. crime car 55 diet ward 13 r spiker twat gala shit plank priority <laughs> steve the thor gang Four, thora herd marge still at large the laughing machine gun of, of yvonne mckeeval danny kildare space priest freed poet lord kitchen set sex punkison and brown cloud x personal favorite yeah <laughs> I'd go and see Brown Cloud X if they played. Uh, I, think. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think it's it's a fun. I think that's a quite a like fun sort of exercise to do, though, isn't it? Because like these sort of headers really brought to mind, and I think one of the reasons you know I was then able to effortlessly sort of move into the strip itself and read it is because it reminded me of those days, you know, when we read those old comics and you had the the corner panel or you had the banner at the top. There was always the banner on mm. the top of what the comic was, and then you read the story underneath. There's a sort of like yeah. feeling you know where you are with it. British comics, yeah, yeah. yeah. I hadn't yeah. thought of that before. That is pretty. Um, it is more reminiscent of them sort of comics than anything else, really, isn't it? That sort of just little top banner thing. Yeah, and yeah. It, I think it helps the reader as well because, like you know, I mean, you have some wild and wonderful ideas, and and if you went from one wild idea to another wild idea without that. It's a transition in a way, that sort of banner at the top. It, it could confuse, but it's almost like you flick the channel. It's almost like you're, you're flicking the channel and then the reader knows they're in for a different... Um, I mean, Marge at, Marge at large is... <laughs> as she goes through this book, it's like, oh, you know where you are with Marge, don't you? And then... <laughs> <laughs> she keeps changing her name, doesn't she? Is that right? She becomes different things, doesn't she? I'm just trying to find one now. But doesn't, doesn't she change Marge mostly at large and all this sort of thing? Is that right? Yeah, or, or remains at it- large. That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Marge at large, <laughs> then Marge still at large. <laughs> and yeah, it goes on like that. I mean, because because I you know, I love that sort of retro sort of stuff as well. I've got a soft spot for Danny Kildare Space Priest. I don't know yeah, why that's on my face. That's just <laughs> that works. <laughs> so but that, that's that's just a little joke for the eight year olds who remember Doctor Kildare, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sort of Doctor Kildare and Dan Dare. Yeah. Ah, yeah. 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 So you're. I mean, there's a hell of a lot in this book, though. Yeah. Yeah, How long did this take you, man? Because this is. I I actually think this is the longest read that Avery Hill have ever brought out. Really? Um, Yeah. I don't know. I can't remember how long it it took me. Like maybe a year, maybe. Right. Yeah, I don't work very fast. You know what I mean? That's fast, man. Yeah. 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 That is fast. Yeah. Is it? Maybe it's yeah, mate. Than I tell you, I went, I went to, I went to a comic <laughs> convention the other day, and somebody had some, the only comics they had on their table. They've had the same ones on their table for six years. So this is pretty yeah. good. Yeah. 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 Um, We've been waiting yeah. for some fucking kickstarts for years, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is is this? Is that, I mean, do you consider your sort of comics world to be uh, sort of persona led? Because you know. Obviously, your name isn't Lord Herc. Is this is this a thing? Is this kind of almost like a comics performance art piece? Is it? Or... Um, I'd like to say it was, but no, I don't think it is. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, no, it's just like it's just my output and what I want to do. But it's not it's not really any like the Lord Herc thing is literally just that's just the name. I mean, it's quite quite. I quite like. I've always liked. You know, even going back to graffiti and hip hop yeah. and everything, it's always 
when I think about all things in my life, it's always been things I've been into. Everyone's had fake names. And mm. even, you know, comics, especially in Europe, especially like French and, yeah. e- and even British um, strip cartoonists always had sort of pseudonyms, like pen names for their, or like Hergé or whoever. That's a good shout. You know, yeah, it's yeah. kind yeah. of a, it, it's, it's quite, a, it, or it was quite a common thing, but maybe not so much in uh, American comics. Yeah, you had like Alan Grant was, not Alan Grant, uh, John Wagner was T.B. Grover and all this sort of thing, mm. didn't you? They they quite often had these various names. But yeah. why why Lord Herc? Where did, what's the origin of that? Um, that started off really just um, back from sort of being into music and hip-hop and stuff like that. And uh, it just come from Hercules, which was a name I used. Uh, and when I started, when I got to that point where I started getting involved in small press around sort of the end of the 90s, beginning of 2000 or whatever. Yeah. I kind of moved away from, uh, I sort of went, no, I'm just going to concentrate on doing comics. But at first, they were very sort of like hip-hop influenced, and I kept that name. Okay. Um, and then after a while, I just um, cut it down and I misspelled it. But it, it, it always had Herc in it. So right. it's changed over the years and morphed into like Lord Herc. So there's no one, is it? I mean, let's put it this way. Have you got like a seat? You're not like a, a local councillor or something like that. There's no like secret <laughs> life. You know, you know, yeah. Nobody will find out who I am and I can't, I can't possibly, you know, sell my there's, comics at work or something. You know? Yeah, no, there's nothing to hide. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It'll ruin that dogging hobby of yours or something. You know, is that sort of. <laughs> the dogging I've no, hobby. I've got no secret outfit or anything with, uh, you know, a big Lord Herc. Yeah, something to consider maybe for publicity. Yeah, maybe I'll have a word be. with Kat. You know, maybe we could form some sort of entourage, you know, <laughs> appear, appear like a lord at Thought Bubble, you know. <laughs> I mean, this book has like a, sort of some strips are like one page long, some some almost like a just a, a, just a splash page. There's a few that roll on for a, a few pages. You know, by doing this sort of work, what kind of length story do you sort of prefer to work in? Uh, that's a good one, actually, because I used to do a lot of short strips, mm. especially sort of if I was contributing to anthologies and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so I used to do a lot of sort of one or two page, four page strips, but I just really don't like doing that anymore. And I just want to do long form work yeah um but so but i do like just breaking it down into segments but overall i like a long narrative to work with now i I really i I don't think i'm a brilliant writer so to write i think you've got to be really good to write short stories like very short comic stories even because a short comic story a two-page comic it's very 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 short even compared to a you know one or two page bit of prose it's like it's like really you got the the balance of dialogue with panels as well you know especially with the size of a a comic if it's a uk comic you know small press there that's even smaller than an american size isn't it so then like then it's it's all about 
making the most of the space you've got to tell the story you have. It's, it is a real skill. I mean, it's something that's very difficult, I think, to, to, <laughs> to do successfully. Do, mm. do you do you draw in real life? To I mean, I, I kind of imagine that Man in a Bottle is based on some annoying person you've met. Do you know what I mean? It's almost like that. Is there anyone who's in it? You know, is there sort of... A, I don't know what I'm trying to say. There's kind of so, some kind of social commentary going on about annoying hipsters or something, you know, something like that. Or, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm sure there's bits of, there are bits and pieces of that and, and sort of, you know, bits about how politicians behave or, yeah. you know, little bits about corruption or whatever. Little bits here and there. There's not really, I can't think of anyone where there's no characters where I've gone, that's, someone i know and that's definitely based on them but it's more yeah. sort of things where i've i've seen or heard people talking and written something down that might have informed the character so dave white's definitely it, somewhere then yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah a lot of it a lot of the characters have got uh, things that i've written down so a lot of uh although i don't you know there's no autobiography in it really but a lot of the characters are probably informed by me yeah cool um but yeah so i just tried to sort of draw on lots of just a whole lot of things that i had in my sketchbook and notebook to try and um sort of make up the characters really but like i say a lot of them just started off literally from thinking of a silly name <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's, it's amazing so, how things evolve from just a name yeah. or just a word doesn't Indeed, it yeah 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 what was the uh, what was the process like with Avery Hill? Did you go to them? Did they come to you? How did it yeah. all start? You know, um, I can't remember. I think it was. I th- I th- I'd known Dave for quite a while, and I think I might have. I think I might have pitched. Definitely, I went to him and said, "Oh, I'm working on something." I saw him, and I was working on another graphic novel that was about okay. half finished. And he was kind of interested in it. But this this is what I was saying. I had a load of pages half finished and they were like kind of stopping me from (laughs) in my mind. They were stopping me (laughs) from getting on with this other thing. And it was like, oh, I've got. um..." So I kind of shown him this other project. But at the same time, I'm going, oh, I can't really finish that project because something's stopping me. And it's these pages. I'm going to have to like finish them or burn them or something so then i started like working on those instead and then i ended up developing a big chunk of it that i then went back and said what about this instead right and then he kind of liked that as well and then so i started continuing doing that i think that's how it happened (laughs) you might remember (laughs) it differently but i think that's sort of how it all worked out I mean, he's admitted, to, they've all admitted to us that a lot of comics get pitched to them whilst they've had a drink. You know, because <laughs> there is that, that chance. Yeah. So Dave was your editor on this, right? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he kind of, he, there wasn't really a lot of, he was pretty good. It's just like, let me send him stuff when it was done. Right. And yeah. um, apart from like a lot of uh, grammatical errors, a lot of typos and that there wasn't yeah. a, a big lot of editing editing in it really 
No, I would, I would think like like certainly we've spoken about editing on this show sort of many many a time and the importance of it and certainly when it comes to longer narrative stories if there are plot points that don't work etc. But editing takes on a whole com- different complexion with a book like this, doesn't it? Because it, it's such a sort of um, a stream of consciousness in some ways a, a book like this rather than being a strict straight up ABC narrative. Um, it's very much a sort of idiosyncratic sort yeah. of singular image uh, vision, isn't it? You know, yeah. it's, it's you've got to fit with them, and they've got to fit with you, and yeah, I suppose. Yeah, mm. I, I did. Yeah, I did wonder about that. That that's why it's kind of good to even yeah to have to be able to send it to Dave and go. Does this make sense to anyone else? Like, mm. uh, because, like you say, it is that kind of book. I just yeah. wasn't sure, like, how does it, I know how it reads because I'm writing it, but I don't know how it really reads to anyone else. So it was good to have, like, Dave. Look for the trees kind of thing, yeah. I know yeah, I mean. looking through it. Yeah. And also a friend of mine, I gave it to her to read because I wanted also to get, like, you know, like a female perspective on reading it and, and does it, like, okay, you know, because I'm a bloke, like, am I not seeing <laughs> something? So, so yeah. to get a, an extra sort of perspective on it did she give any um, value what sort of feedback did you get from her uh actually good yeah no it was really good and there were a couple of bits that were maybe a bit sort of like uh i don't know if that really needs to be in there to be honest Mm. and um i did yeah i did make a couple of changes and okay and also there were a couple of things that dave pointed out that i changed but it was all like like really minor little tweaks for the most part it's like exactly how it was mm. yeah. i mean as well as having this okay. sort of very distinctive line man i really do like looking at your your line work but the, your use of color i find really interesting sort of a lot of it's almost like flat color but a lot of you you work on the color you know, there's a lot of shading and dot matrix and all this sort of thing as well isn't there yeah i mean that's what i was saying earlier i kind of like i don't know if it works but i try and i like using the sort of like zipper tone type yeah uh, yeah. t- uh you know all the dots and everything but i also like using that next to uh, like not cross hatching but just sort of like you know hand rendering little details and having that next to each other i don't know there's consistency for the artwork like did you go for like start comic one and then work all the way through or you did you jumped in and out of it because every page has got a real consistency from yeah. artwork wise throughout and there's a lot there you know to yeah keep there's that a hell of a lot there, there. Yeah. to do that in a year it's incredible yeah mm. yeah i kind of uh i worked on it sort of chronologically but like okay. i say there were the if you imagine those say there's a dozen little starting points yeah they are kind of spread out mainly towards the beginning of the book so i might have been working on bits you know a bit back here and then a bit further ahead in the future uh and then when i got to a certain point in the book i would have just been moving ahead definitely everything was chronologically being made yeah. Yeah. so do you work like traditionally or uh, digitally uh yeah traditionally i uh yeah i just draw on paper and then scan everything and then color on the in uh photoshop ah okay gotcha and add add like some of those like textures and stuff in photoshop but yeah mainly just that and colors 
and everything else is oh and yeah my the font the the yeah. uh, lettering as well is that a, let, uh, is that your own font that you created yeah yeah it, which is pretty similar to my hand lettering and i did start lettering when i was starting or a big chunk of the book was all hand lettered and then i decided uh, i don't know i think it reads better if you just because of the the light you know the mm. when you make a real actual font it makes it much yeah. more readable it makes so. a real difference when it's your your own font though because yeah there's a real I, identity to it I'm yeah. kind of not a massive fan of, of using fonts, but if I can try and make it look like my hand lettering anyway, and it's more tidier and easier to read, then it I goes in line with the best way. It goes in line with your style. You see Klaus do the same, don't you? He's got that distinctive lettering that's very much his own, isn't it? You've almost got a it's got to fit in with the artwork, I think. Somehow. Mm. Yeah. 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 Didn't Kat do something similar? She had someone who made a font for her. That rings that a bell, right? yeah. 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 That does ring I a bell. She, she she spoke on when we had her on one of the couple of times I think she had her on she she had a, a chap make a, a font for her and oh. it really kind of did you did you make the font yourself or was it someone you had to so like I've would no idea where to begin with it I, think I just I've, used one of those crap sort of uh, I can't even remember what it was called just like a one that you just download and you then yeah. You, you scan you your, draw it and scan uh, you it, it yeah. all up. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and I, then I it did was... one of mine, and it came out like a, a, a child with a brain injury had done it. <laughs> 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 it <was awful. laughs> I wonder where we were going there. I knew we were going right. Yeah, <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> Perhaps I should give it a second go. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever have you ever collaborated with anyone, Herg? Is it, is it is it always just you outside of anthology? I mean, but on an actual strip, have you ever worked with someone? Um, yeah, I have. I've, I've worked oh, okay. with um, Paul O'Connell, uh, who's right. down in Brighton, and he did. He used to do well. Yeah, it's Sound of Drowning. He did a lot of oh, that rings uh, well. yeah books with that title, and in that anthology i put together that affordable amazement catalog there's the strip in there i worked on a couple of those with him where he did the artwork no we both did the artwork and i can't remember <laughs> um <laughs> yeah he did the artwork or he did the coloring basically we collaborated yeah um so i've worked with paul and i also have got a book that I'm just going to, we're going to put out. That's just illustrations and his short stories. Okay. Um, and who's putting that? Is it just a, a self finance or a Kickstarter? Yeah. Just really just put a small amount out, but it's something we were working on for ages, but I like working with people. Um, not, you know, not yet. I do like working with people, but I'm not very good at it, you know, because <laughs> I'm always working on something. And sometimes I just can't focus on one thing. So I feel like a bit bad that mm. I'm not very good at doing that sometimes. But I do like working with people. And um, also we have got like a Fancy Butcher, which was a group of us that sort of collaborate on stuff still. She's like Kevin Ward and Tanya Meditsky and okay. was um, Tobias Tack as well. 
So is that like so, a sort of South London collection? Is it collective? No, it's just a, a group of us who've like known Kevin from well, and Tanya, just from small press. Yeah, from back like since sort of the early two thousands. Okay. So I mean, I don't think we've. I don't think we've ever met. It's hard to tell these days with conventions and stuff in it. But I know um, you did that South London Catford Zine Fair, didn't you? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Where else do you tend to, you know, sell your stuff or put it for sale? Yeah, I don't really. I don't, <laughs> I did used to do more sort of um, fairs and stuff like that, but I just find it, you know, I've got to the point where I was just like, yeah, I'm just really uncomfortable with it. I'm not very right. good at sitting behind a table, and I used to beat myself up about it, thinking, why don't I enjoy this sitting here? Yeah, like behind the table trying to sell comics like and everyone else seems to like really like it and have fun but i just think no i'm just like it's just i'm just too anxious about it i don't enjoy it so yeah if i can get away with not doing it then yeah I'd it's interesting i don't know if i i don't know if i enjoy the selling of comics yeah you, guys, that, you know yeah don't get me wrong i've met like loads of people and and friends through go into those things yeah yeah the early days um and that yeah that is the best thing about it but the unfortunate thing is you just have to sit behind a table all day (laughs) being uncomfortable um i do anyway so like yeah it's a constant series of you know just people looking at your stuff and looking away and you think oh why did they do that yeah i know it can be slightly demoralizing can't it as well you know definitely yeah yeah i don't mean like i like the whole thing about being a con but the kind of the, the the selling books, even though it should be a high priority, is kind of like oh well, yeah, if it happens, yeah. happens I'm not kind of yeah. Oh, I've told you, Falpy. Falpy just wants to throw his books on a table and put his feet up and have a sleep at a table. Yeah. That's his his great theory. <laughs> but yeah, I, don't, I, kind of, yeah. I don't know if they do it anywhere, but I always just think it'd be good if they had like just a little when you have a fair, just have a little little central library with armchairs yeah. and tea and that and people just go there look at the books and buy the books and everyone else can just yeah. go and do what they want there was the odd thing at bristol years ago where you could sort of i think shane chebsey ran it where you could leave your books on a table he'd mm. sell them and then give you you know like he'd take 10 percent or five percent or whatever it is later in the day but if he did i can't remember he took money yeah, actually i even, know but, the, the bristol yeah. comic and zine fair they had like a certain table that had like you know some racks with lots of different comics where yeah. people could browse and stuff like that um I think yeah. there's a space for that. Yeah. 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 It's also another avenue for like people who can't make the show. Um if they can Or don't get a table. Yeah, don't yeah. get a table yeah. to put a couple of books there and you know still have their work at the uh, at a show. But I mean is that is that all changed Herc, now? Is it you you're a, you're in the big leagues now my friend. Have you got to do have you got to put on the <laughs> this big show this you know? show isn't the big leagues. This will ruin your career but the <laughs> You know, have you have you got to like now go? I mean, have you got to do it? Will there be a release at Gosh? Will there be you know a Thought Bubble? You know, will you, will you be there signing books at Thought Bubble? You know, is, is this? Um, all... I don't know. I mean, I'm not a th- I'm not going to Thought Bubble. I can't make Thought Bubble. Right. But, and Gosh, I, I think Gosh are still not doing live events. They're not really. They did year. one because they promised. I think. Yeah. Because yeah, they're not so open they're... till seven anymore. They're only open till six. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they're not doing any launches or anything like that. Because the book isn't out. I think we should probably make it clear. We haven't said this yet. When is the book out? Is it? It's soon, isn't it? I think it's the 7th. Okay. So, yeah, in a couple of days from people hearing <laughs> yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. That's good time. 
Yeah, I should know that, shouldn't I, really? I think it's the 7th or the 10th, or it might be different in here and the States. Yeah, I think Yeah, I think they do 7th, do that, don't they, 10th. Avery Hill? I think they have a different date in the States, yeah, for the distributor. But, yeah, I mean, have they got you, have they, have they got you doing anything or are you doing like a – well, they've got you doing this, but anything else or – I haven't got anything planned at the moment, but like I say, I'm, yeah, I, I'm not super comfortable with it, but at the same time, I know I kind of, it makes sense to, to try and get over that and um, yeah. go to things. But also it's been a bit weird just with the whole pandemic and that I have still haven't like, doesn't feel like everything's back to normal yet. Yeah. And certainly, yeah, I haven't been out too much. When so, I'm, yeah, I mean, you've, we've mentioned you a couple of times previously on the show with with the um, f- forgive me, I can't remember the name of the anthology you're in previously. Um, about, amazement catalog. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, and um, I really like your work, man. I think people once people see this, they're gonna. It's hard to sort of describe how fucking weird it is, but it's it's not only is it weird, but it's also a, a lovely thing to look at. You know, there's that combination. I think people will dig this, um, and I'm guessing with Avery Hill or a sort of omnipresent, uh, you know, thought bubble and all these sort of conventions, it's going to be on tables. Is it, is it a hardback or is it a softback? Do you know? Uh, it's a softback. Right. Cool. Yeah. 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 Um, I haven't, <laughs> haven't got a copy yet, but uh. it's, it is back from the printers. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, yeah. It's a softback. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And how much do you yeah, know? Or... Hello. 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 How much do you think it's going um, to be? Or? Yeah. 12.99. Okay. Uh, pounds, that's a good price. Yeah. Because it's a fucking long book, man. Yeah, I think it's, it's at 128 pages. That's it's, good money. Um, yeah. Full colour all the way through, I think, isn't it? It's pretty much full colour. Yeah. So this is like, it's not, it's my second sort of graphic novel, but it's the first one I've done in colour, in full colour. So it's, yeah. quite, it's quite nice. And there's a lovely picture of you in the back, just for the ladies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So does this mark a, like a like a turning point for your work going forward? Is this um, is are you going to be doing more work like this, or are the next projects going to be something quite quite different? Um, it's it'll be. I, I mean, I've got a couple of things that I'm working on. Mm. That one is quite similar, and yeah, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think why. Yeah, I've got one kind of like long work that's a bit short. Yeah, probably like an 80 page book that I'm halfway through. Quite which is short. Solid. 80 page. That's still 80 pages, man. Jesus. Yeah. Um, you, want to, you want to speak to some of these small press creators who've had the same yeah. book on their table for six years, man. I've got to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, that's like half done, but that's a silent. There's there's no dialogue in that. Okay. Oh. Sort, sort of. Uh, iconography is in speech bubbles and stuff is that a, um is that a narrative story is there a, a strong sort of narrative going through it it is but it is a lot of um it's quite weird and there's a lot of sort of uh drugs in it so nice. it's kind of quite not literally folks so, 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 you, so you find it's, it's very moorish the more you read the more you want to read <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <man. laughs> um so that but that is almost quite almost quite too similar to this because it is another crime type caper like heist thing so i might not ever finish that and <laughs> i've got another thing i'm doing which is sort of like based on a an imaginary like film director which okay is kind of told in a similar way to jinx freeze where it's broken up 
into little bits, almost as if it was a lot of extras on a on a DVD. Lots of little bits and pieces that all add up, and then parts that are meant to be like his films and things like that. So oh, nice. But yeah, so, see see what one I kind of get on with. Yeah. But comic comic wise, what ones? What kind of books do you go for or read? Yeah, at uh, the moment, yeah. At the moment. The la- well, the last book I got is not a comic, and that was uh, Hernandez, the wrestling book. Oh, yeah. It's just illustrations, but they're really nice. Yeah, he was talking about that recently on the, the Gutter Boys pod. I was listening to that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah I, I thought they were like all based on real wrestlers, but I think they're all just sort of like imaginary. Right. They love wrestlers, don't they? Is it Woe Nelly? Is that the book they did previous to that? It's good. Oh, yeah, I heard of that wrestling. one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. There's quite a few uh, wrestling and lucha libre comics kind of uh, popping up. It's, mm. Maybe it's just one of those things I got an eye in for it, and I was like, "Oh wow, there's another, there's another, yeah. there's another comic." Yeah, I think it's it's um it's the age of people as well. So there's a lot of people who are coming up in comics now who there was that period of wrestling that really hit, didn't they? You know, really hit them as kids, sort of thing. I think there's a lot and of that going on. They're sort of telling those kind of stories. Man, it's you kill on a wrestling comic, Herc. Uh, I see that you kill on a wrestling yeah. comic. Yeah, like yeah. a big daddy comic, a giant. Oh, haystacks giant! Ha- I put giant haystacks in a comic recently. <laughs> nobody knew it was. <laughs> Which one? Who's uh, what's Big Daddy's real name? Shirley Crabtree. Shirley Crabtree. Crab yeah. <laughs> Is it Kendo Nagasaki? Actually, believes there's a book. I think he lives near me somewhere. Isn't he? Doesn't he actually believe he's he's possessed by the spirit of a samurai? Therefore, he's not racist. You know, there's a bit of that, isn't there? Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he did do a book about it i think it was like quite big relatively big at the time yeah that's right yeah yeah uh, jason gunn was telling me all about it what a genius he is because i think he he kind of believes his own piss doesn't he you know believes his own piss that's the first time i've heard that phrase it's my new phrase i made up (laughs) 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 i used to quite like the uh cat weasel have you ever seen him well the tv series no, the wrestler who oh, bases no, his whole persona on the TV series character. <laughs> <laughs> Does he live in a water tower? <laughs> <laughs> He's got a little toad he keeps. Um, Cat weasel, Jesus Christ. Yeah. He's got to be a shit wrestler, and he? Fucking hell. <laughs> he looks exactly like, yeah, exactly like Cat Weasel. I suppose that <laughs> he, was his mate. He He's like, up. I don't know. I need a wrestling persona, and his mates just went, "Well, you look like Cat Weasel, exactly." <laughs> yeah. like Cat oh, that's Weasel, unfortunate. Right? <laughs> because uh, who was Cat Weasel, the wrestler? Cat Weasel, Doncaster born, Gary Cooper took on the TV Wizards moniker and came up with many bizarre gimmicks, including licking a lucky toe between rounds. He died. <laughs> of he what? <laughs> licking a lucky toad between rounds. We've all done that. <laughs> and how, how does it? Oh my! I've just googled him. Bloody! You hell. can actually. There's uh, YouTube videos of him. World of Sport, Mick McManus versus Cat Weasel Part Two. There you go. All oh, right, Mick McManus, he was a class act, wasn't he? Yeah. You can... He looked like sort of didn't he look like fat Tom Selleck? <laughs> My, <laughs> God. Yeah. My God. My God. I didn't see us getting into British wrestling, but here we no, are. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he actually looks a bit like me when uh when I couldn't get my hair cut during the pandemic. Anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> Was he in the Stone Roses? Yeah. <laughs> Vince Weasel, Captain. <laughs> No, well, I actually, you know, I am a yeah. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. So, um, as well as um, it seems like you're going to be busy for the next sort of 
couple of years as well. Your eyes are already on like two or three other projects. Um, are there any um, sort of genre type? I mean, obviously you've worked with like crime type stuff. Are there any other genres you'd like to experiment with one day? We're searching to see if you're going to do an erotic comic. That's always, uh, always, always. <laughs> always. Yeah. When's the grot? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I kind of just uh, see what see what happens, really. But I did one genre I quite like, but I don't think I'll do it. Would be I quite like um, like a sort of like not a not a um, I was going to say Fantastic Four, but I meant Famous Five, <laughs> <laughs> like a sort of kid detectives one. Oh, you know, yeah. gang. Uh, okay. The comic strip presents. Do you remember they did a few of them, didn't yes. they? Yeah. And there was sure. always like cocaine and things involved, or you know, yeah. yeah. Kate, I've go mad in Devon. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Kate Beaton did a good one of them, like Teen Detectives. They're just going to lie about youths, and she, the guys, like, oh, who, who, who's been robbing the mine? And they've they've just been smoking and drinking. It goes, oh, is that probably that guy? Is that, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I knew it. And they they arrest him on them. That's the thing him. about kids these days. They don't have fun with like reading detective novels. They just go to straight away. They go straight to anal and heroin, don't they? <laughs> they don't really have that sort of fun teenage period of investigating crime. I mean, how many times yeah. have you in your childhood have you been on the Cornish coast fighting smugglers? <laughs> well, Dan, that's a whole nother episode. I'll tell you about next week, dude. He's <laughs> <laughs> Will Hay. <laughs> Oh, you could do a Will Hay comic. I'm a big fan of Will Hay. Do you know him, Herc? God. Yeah, yeah, I know Will Hay. Um, could do a Will Hay comic. Yeah. Yeah, I got yeah a... no, I watch a lot of those, that kind of era of films and stuff. But, sort of Ealing-type yeah, no, I... Ealing comedy-type stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, they're great. Um, but I, I was watching a lot of the, yeah, the old Children's Film Foundation films. Yeah. And they're always there's always some guy, you know, professor somewhere, and um, yeah, a gang of kids trying to. Oh, Digby, the world's salt. biggest dog. I'd oh, read that if you did it. That had Jim Dale in it, didn't it? Yeah, eating a tin of dog food. Eating a tin of dog food. Yeah, I think he. I think oh, they're mate. trying to hide Digby, and someone comes to the door, and he's got the tin of dog food. So to cover it, obviously, the only thing he can do is eat it with a spoon. <laughs> uh, that sort of burnt in my mind that image. <laughs> Jim Dale or Bernard Cribbins in is it from that period as a girl? I think you know. Yeah, yeah. love Bernard. I did go for a period when they put all those uh, the health and safety videos. You know those really grim ones that oh, they used to show kids. Yeah, they put yeah. them all online in an archive. Like they're pretty horrible. I remember being scarred by them as God, a kid. What hell, was that? Yeah. What was that cat that used to tell people not to cross the road or go with strangers and all that sort Charlie. of Charlie. Yeah. Charlie. Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that make a hurt comic. Yeah, they probably used it in a song, didn't they? Yeah, how oh, did they? Yeah. Charlie yeah. says, <laughs> "Do drugs, kids." <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> or, or a Herc Mr. Ben comic. I'd read that. That'd be good. Oh my god! Yeah, god, well, let's yeah. get the license. He's, he's too popular flat. these days. Come on, we got to go. You know, got to go left field. That's true. Oh, yeah, too many that's people true. know Mr. Ben. Tomorrow, people. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> one, one question I have got you for you, Herc, is. Um, I presume, I could be wrong, um, that you have notebooks full of crazy ideas. That's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, do, I do keep a... Yeah, I keep a sketchbook with a lot of notes in it. And I haven't always, but I'm up to about 21. I think I'm on sketchbook 21. Wow. So, 
They usually last me maybe about a year. And okay. I just crap everything in there. And like and then, some, sometimes it's just like titles you just just draw, like for instance, King Giant Head. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. And then I can just like sometimes mine it later for ideas. It's yeah. like, it'll be like Crumb. Do you remember Crumb sold all his sketchbooks for a cottage in France or something? Didn't he? Do you remember? Bloody hell! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very wow. finance that move, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Blimey. But uh, did you ever sort of go back to some of like your sketchbooks and just think, what was I thinking? <laughs> you, you I, I do that with this show quite a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. do. But like sometimes, <laughs> like not my notebooks. Like when I write down like story ideas, and when you're like. At the time, it's so vibrant. It's so clear in your mind. And give it give it six months. You go back and you just think, what the hell was I thinking of at that particular time? <laughs> especially, I find, especially if you're listening to music, I tend to get a bit yeah. carried away and think, this would make a brilliant story. And I yeah. go, I'll read it back. Yeah. No. Yeah. Do you think yeah. there's, um, there's a place for um, striking while the iron's hot with certain ideas? For instance, like I find like with some notes I've got, when I look back at my notebook... I don't think I could like write something or draw something like that now, but at the time, should I have just given it a go? Do you do you know what I mean? Do you think when sometimes ideas go stale? Do you find? What do you think about that? Yeah, I think yeah, definitely. I think uh, certain ideas work at certain times, don't they? In your creative life and in the world, I think sometimes don't they? You know. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I I find that a lot of ideas I just let stew in my sketchbook for for years, and then sometimes it all. I'll write something else, like in a in the most recent sketchbook, and then it all kind of go with that, and I kind of smash the two together, and it sometimes works. Yeah, I think because if you just write down what you're thinking at a time and with no development, it's kind of sometimes a bit obvious, isn't it? I think, you know, it's a sort of what everyone else might have thought at that point. But if you yeah. mash it together with stuff that you've written previously, or you know, you've you've allowed it to sort of circulate in your brain for a few months or whatever it's going to yeah. be more interesting yeah i definitely think that always thought that actually yeah yeah i'd um i'd put the straight line i'm just trying to i'm I always i was trying to think who i think you you you'd sit next to at a convention i kind of trying to work that in my head and i think gareth brooks do you, you must know gareth do you yeah yeah i know gareth yeah, yeah. i think i think there's a, yeah. there's a certain sense for human sensibility maybe there yeah um and the other one would be john tucker i'm not sure if you know john's work i don't know do I know John? Uh, He's a Welsh creator. I'm um, not sure if I do. You yeah, similar sort of off-the-wall ideas, you know? I definitely know the name, but I don't think... Uh, He's don't infamous. Think being <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sat next to him or anything. Yeah, that's the... You know, if you if you ever had little areas, you know, that I think if I walked down, I'd buy something off here, all three of you, you know, that'd be how it would work for me. Yeah. yeah. You know, I don't know what Gareth's working on at the moment, you know? I'm seen him for a while. Obviously, with lockdown, he hasn't had long had his new book. He's had, a oh, new of course, book he has recently, hasn't he? So I don't know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what he's working on now. He's probably made a comic out of sculptures or whatever he can find is the yeah. most difficult thing to do a <laughs> yeah. comic out. Of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, rocks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, do a comic in a out made out of mountains. When I said to him, because I shared a table a few times with him and um, years ago in like the early 2000s, and I said to him, what's your next comic going to be? He says, I'm sewing it. I'm like, fucking hell, Gareth, that's going to take air forever. And then he did one where he sort of drew over the top of it and then scrubbed it out again. And yeah, yeah, he likes to put himself through it, I think, doesn't he? <laughs> Bloody hell. <Yeah. laughs> 
just sewing a comic. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Well, Good. well, we we can't wait to see um, what's next. I want to get a physical copy of this. It yeah. looks great. Yeah, it's yeah, going to be a great looking book. Avery Hill put out lovely looking books anyway, don't they? And yeah. this is just yeah. another another example of it. Um, so, I mean, for people who, who want to discover more of your work, because believe us when we say this, people, you have to see it for yourself. Seeing is believing. And Yeah, uh, no matter what you're thinking in your mind's eye, what this is like, it's much stranger. It, yeah. <laughs> yep. In a good way. Yeah. <laughs> um, but where can people uh, go to find out more about your work? Uh, my website's lordherk.com. That's H-U-R-K. And I suppose on Instagram and Twitter, I'm at Lord Herc. So, yeah. Oh, easy. See stuff He's there. got a brand. He's got a brand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Started in the hip-hop game, and now he's expanded. <laughs> um, but, but he's, got, no. he's gone into the place where the money is, comics. <laughs> Um, do you actually uh, have you ever sold any of your original art? Uh, bits and pieces, yeah, but um, yeah, bits and pieces, but not. I haven't really bothered. It's not for sale on your site, is it? Or um, no, I've got no. no, no, I haven't got any original art on my site. Just okay. prints and stuff, but yeah, I don't know. Well, I'm but, sure yeah. there's some pages in Jinx Freeze that some people will want to get their hands on. Definitely. I- Definitely, and you've got some other work for sale at Gosh. Still, I'm guessing that's where I got I got your stuff previously. Yeah, they probably yeah they must still have some books. I think they've still got Mangler in there, right? And uh, which is not comics, but it's just it, single uh, poster, yeah, posters, uh, and probably Affordable Amazement. They've still got as well. Oh, cool! Yeah. Awesome. Nice so, so go forth, seek out the work, and discover uh, your new favorite creator now. Um, thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, thanks, man. That's been good. Her? Yeah, I've been I've been looking forward to this book. Out of the slate that came out from Avery Hill, I looked yeah. down and thought, oh, I'm really excited about that one. And it's been it's been great, man. It, it stood up definitely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thanks. I appreciate that. Cheers. And there you go, another creator to add to your wish list. That's good. Yes, and yeah. something a bit something a bit different as well. Like like yeah. we like we said several times. Now. Something surreal. Yes, yeah. You need to see the book for yourself, and, and that's it was what it's sh- really good. Oh, <laughs> there you go. We're back in the game. Um, yeah, <laughs> this show is all about discovering new new works from all kinds of genres, and I think Jinx Phrase is a perfect example of that. Um, and I think it's time to get on with the regular sh- scheduled. Show, I say, like, like we've got any idea what we know what we're doing, but we've got some shout outs, gents. Who would like to go first? Shall I go first? Go for it. Yeah, sure. So, drawn under the influences, I think it's now down into the teens, um, in uh, numbers available, and there will not be a reprint of this, I'm reliably told. Um, so if you want a copy of it, it's the ACP community project that we did from the drink and draw. Loads of listeners, um, in there. Uh, and it uh, genuinely, although I'm in it, it is good. It's a really good anthology. It really is good. It also raises money for a great charity. So go and do that. You can go to buysmallpress.com and get your copy. Or if you uh, know Sarah Harris, just contact her on social media, implausible17. Um, also out is just hit Kickstarter today and already, I think yesterday or today, and it already made its money, but well worth well worth pledging to. It's the Penguin Master of Nine, which is a misspelling, obviously. Um, yeah. Hilarious misspelling. But the new collection from Al Henderson. Um 
the best book for the smallest room in the house. Use that if you want, Al. There's a Paul List. Uh, <laughs> that's a we'll fucking, for that's a fucking yeah. quote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm a big fan of Al's work, as we all are on here. So go and get go and get that. Go and pledge to that. They're my two. Cool. Dan, have uh, you got one? Two, I've got three shout-outs, but two are Kickstarter-based. Uh, okay. One just hot off the press. It's Pilcuyo. A Peruvian cyberpunk saga from oh, Gustavo yes. Vargas. Oh, it's out, is it? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, the, the notify me and launch page is there. All right, okay. The dystopian saga reached its climax with the clash between cyborgs, robots, soldiers, and mercenaries. Uh, we'll put the link in the show notes for you to be notified that upon launch. We've got uh, the hero business, final reports. And the complete saga of the agency that caters exclusively to superheroes because with great power comes great market- marketability. Uh, and that's done its numbers on uh, Kickstarter, so you get that and you'll get the book. That's uh, that's not a legally binding promise for me, uh, <laughs> as Kickstarter are quick to point out. And uh, the, the obviously the ink, Inktober and the various sort of different uh, noms de guerre of uh, Inktober are in full swing. And on our Slack group, the ACP Slack group, people have been posting up in the Inktober thread. Yeah, it's time. really going well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. lots of pieces in there. Uh, I thought I'd give it a go this year and then fucked up on the first one. So I <laughs> always I find it hard to do stuff like that. I just like, if I've got a purpose to draw, I can do it. But when it's just like, oh, you can do something for yourself now. And I just sit there thinking, what the fuck am I going to do? It's, yeah. It's an... yeah, I had loads of intentions on it and haven't done the thing. Mm. Yeah. It's been for my life. <laughs> I bought cards for it. I thought, oh, look, I could do one of these cards today. And then started it and said oh this is shit and stopped (laughs) (laughs) Uh, tony you're going to tell us about oh the comic mart yeah i had a cracking day actually it's good so um comic mart as usual um first weekend of the month uh in um bed in uh is it russell just off russell square um the old ucac building for anyone who used to go to that so i went there early i thought i'm going to get there early because i wanted to write some notes for the show today so i'm going to i'll go and get a coffee get a bit of breakfast in a cafe nearby which is kind of the, my habit now when i'm going to it and i walk in the in the um, cafe and there's pete dory sitting there so i've never actually met in real life but so obviously he's a buddy of ours from the drink and draws and all the slack and all that sort of thing so i had a chat with pete and he was sitting with his mate dave and sean phillips of all people i know they're the three of them are sort of buddies from when they were kids um so i got to have a, a great chat with them and um talk to sean about his recent eyes in the wind and all that sort of thing so that was nice um and then Eamon and conrad arrived so i had a coffee with them Went to the mart. I bought loads of filth uh, at the mart, which I've been showing you, haven't I? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. What did I buy? Wendy white bread, undercover slut. Oh, I bought some Justice League. So that's all right, isn't it? <laughs> um, some Red Circle comics. One Fisted Tales. That's a good one. It's not Two Fisted Tales. It's something else. Um, yeah, I bought some <laughs> of that. Then Falpy turned up, so I had a chat with him. And then we went off and, um, well, they had a pizza and I had a salad. That's that's where my life has turned. Um, and came out. <laughs> And uh, it was a good day. It was nice comics day. We were chatting about it a minute ago, weren't we, off mic? But the uh, everyone had masks on um, in the comic um, mart. It was uh, it was all right. It's good. It was a good experience. We, I don't know if anyone you you we've all been to it. But if you go there at eleven, you get to go in for a fiver. And if you can't be bothered to pay, oh Simon Russell was there. Sorry to give Simon a shout because he, he actually gave me a couple of comics. Very kind of him. So I met him afterwards as well. But um, but if you wait for twelve, it's free. And I, I recommend going in for 11 because you can actually look at comics without waiting for that next long box to be free. You know, when you go in through a long box and you have to wait for yeah. the boat next year to finish so you can move along. It's a bit like that. So, uh, yeah, going at 11, pay cheapskates, go and pay a fiver and it's, it's much better. 
a better experience. But uh, yeah, good to see so many people there. They share it with a Funko Pop thing now. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> no, don't. You, yeah. I saw some of those Funko Pop figures that I think you sent me the, the Terminator one. I was like, I just I oh, that was who... was that a Funko Pop that one? I think they're Funko. They put out oh, they Funko. as well. They look like yeah, really like... shit figures from the eighties. Yeah, but they're, they're not supposed. To, they're just kind of like collectibles anywhere. I'd, I'm sure they're they're Funko. Let me do some. Okay. I'd hate to they're be like wrong by the Funko they look company. Like, they look like old space precinct figures or something, don't they? You know, like action figures. Yeah, yeah, they're terrible. Yeah, you, they you told me you hate them, Vince. Don't you must know about them. I'm. <laughs> I don't know uh, the origin of them, but I know like. Sometimes, sometimes it's hard to tell if if they're actual real figures or like someone that has just made like a one-off yeah. figure. Yeah. Like someone is like, oh, you know, the 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 melted man from Robocop, or or someone's underpants from a. It's just a pair of underpants in, in like a little plastic box from some other random film or something. And you just think, is this is this real? I know. Yeah. Uh, but some of them are real. Funko. They they're are Funko. Funko, these ones. Yeah. Fucking hell. And also, they're like... They're shameless, aren't they, Funko? They're, it's yeah. ridiculous prices for that stuff. For yeah. The, for the quality. I know it's like, oh, well, it's supposed to look sort of like... you know, Retro. And... Retro and, and, you know, rough around the edges. Fair enough, but fucking... Don't charge like the same price as, as yeah, I don't know, I don't some massive figure that's got loads of articulation and stuff. These are like the... You know that the old Star Wars action force GRJ ones are three and three quarter inch figure. Yeah. So they're tiny little things, and you get like the big picture board behind it of like yeah. the the character from the film, and they've got like all the uh, the Robert Patrick uh, T one thousand in the various states of sort of being shot, one where it's frozen, and <laughs> it's like that account. What's that account we follow on Instagram, Dan? Oh, I fucking love that account. I can't. Is it? <laughs> str- uh, is it jumping things? Stranger, strange thing. I can't remember what he's called. But yeah. like he does these paintings of scenes from films of a character from a film, and then mounts it on a board and puts like makes an action figure for it, and he makes the most obscure and obtuse characters from films and TV, and makes like, like an action. For him. It's like that bloke in RoboCop who falls out the window and his arms look really long. Yeah, he actually did, does a figure with his arms really <laughs> long, didn't he? Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, so they share it with Funko Pop. That. Yeah, they share it with their market. So it's not half, it's less than half, but they get in the way and they annoy me. Um but yeah, it was and they they sort of they spread out now. So it's it used to be one side of the hall was just Funko Pop one side was comics, but they sort of intermingled a bit more now. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. There's a lot of comics there still. You know, bootleg video bootleg DVDs and all that sort of crap as well, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Loving all that though. Yeah, mate, yeah. 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 Used to be back in the day, you go to the boot sale and there was someone flogging like boots, bootleg videos. Yeah, yeah. Re- Reefle you, Things, you, that's the name of that, that site. That's it, that's it. Yeah, yeah. You could, there was a store you could get all seven series of Arrow if you wanted on DVD. Yeah. You know, oh, okay. Yeah, but that's, that's, that's now. definitely illegal. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, dear. <laughs> anyway, so, but. As always, Tony, you came back with a decent bag of yeah. I got, I got a load of dirty, stuff. Dirty yeah, some paper. good stuff. And yeah, I, I spent my, I spent some money on some nice high grade comics this time instead of just going and getting. But I thought oh, I'm going to treat myself to a couple of nice comics that I really like. You know, nice high grade of them. Yeah, yeah, it was like that. Although um, noticeably, a lot of um, Shang Chi, Master of Kung Fu comics were wall books now. Uh... Um, 
But mm. Eamon managed to get a copy of an issue for £1.50. I don't know how he managed that, but you, you know the wall books, you know, some of the people. Some of them have a proper wall of, you know, fancy comics. You know, you got the, the origin of Swamp Thing, you'll get whatever it is, you know, issue of Flash. Yeah. And then there's a couple of Master of Kung Fu's I noticed in amongst that now as well. And a couple of them who had more, your more basic ones, had sort of sellotaped taped a copy of a Master of Kung Fu issue to the wall behind them. You know, it's a bit like that. Yeah. yeah. So, Jack up yeah. the price a bit. Yeah, yeah. Yep. <coughs> there you go. The Eternals will be next then. The, the, I'm the guessing, yeah, yeah, and some Hawkeye stuff. I'm guessing, yeah. Oh god, yeah, the Hawkeye stuff, like the the David Arger stuff, would be that's yeah. going to. And I suppose the the miniseries he was in originally, and some of the origin issues, and that sort of thing. Was it Iron Man? He was he was first in, wasn't he? Yeah, I'm guessing all that sort of thing. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. And is it the Kate? Is it Kate Bishop? The, he shares it, doesn't it's, he? It's, yeah. it's, it's going to be like. I presume it's going to be another sort of passing of the mantle thing. Yeah. What's the series after that? Is it Moon Knight then? Is it after that? Uh, I don't. In terms of series, um, I want to say, is it Miss Marvel? Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There was that screen cap of the costume of Moon Knight, and I'm not sure it was legit or not, but it looked. I really liked it. Yeah, it's quite dark, isn't it? It, it had those kind of yeah. like the bandages wrapped around like the kind of the the, the crescent moon, and it looked it, kind of. No, I know we don't talk TV, but they need to do something to bring me back to these series. I can't be bothered to watch that animation thing. It looks a bit boring. Oh, but uh, totally and it was sort of, it was, I went from liking the first one to not as liking as much the, the most recent one. They need to bring me back into the fold, I think. Mm. Yeah. I think the only superhero thing I've, like film or TV show that I've really enjoyed in ages was Suicide Squad. Right. I thought that was fucking brilliant. I really yeah, enjoyed yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. The yeah. Suicide Squad, should I say. The, Not, yeah, yeah, make sure you say the, otherwise... Uh, is that the difference between the two movies? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, no, really? the, the major difference is one's good and the other one's shite. Anyway. No, but how do you tell if it's on telly? There's a name. Yeah. yeah. That, the, the naming convention, that's it, Suicide Squad and The Suicide Squad. Yeah. Uh, there yeah, you go. Yeah. I didn't make the rules. He does not the game. It. player. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, anyway... It's um, Dan. You you do have a question for us though, don't you? So this I is do, a new thing, yeah. isn't it? We're doing a question each week, aren't we? We've decided. Yeah. yeah. Fire up Dan's the turn. Yeah. Each Dan's... week, each week, um, one of us will just have a, a comics-based topic, an interesting thing to discuss in the second half of the show. And uh, yeah, started off like it was last week, wasn't it? But yeah. I, I, I yeah. Got, yeah. You started, yeah, didn't you? Yeah. You you put who were comic conventions for? Is that right? Oh, I suppose that, that was the week before, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 So. so yeah, this is going to be everywhere. But what have you got for us, Dan? My one is, uh, are comics now a job creators just do on the side? Hmm. Controversial. <laughs> it's a, yeah, mm. it's a broad, obviously these are broad questions, and as yes. always, they are sort of our thoughts and opinions and um, based on nothing factual. Um, I think, uh, and, and we've touched, uh, we've touched on this a couple of times in the past, I I think unfortunately for a lot of creators who would like it to be their full time, uh, unfortunately they they can't make it their full time, and you know, um, you know they have to do comics for like fifty percent of their income, and I don't know concept work or work in the video game industry or, or something like that for the other fifty percent. Do you know what I mean? It, it's um, if you can make it, if 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 comics one hundred percent. Is what is what you can make a living for, from. That's amazing. Mm. Um, but I, I think, you know, I'd love for it to be more and more people to be able to do that. But 
I think I think it's the the basics for that question for me is is the financial situation. Yeah. Now yeah. I think hopefully we are past this moment where if it, people understand the nuance and the complications and the different areas of comics that we're discussing. Because for a while, if you said that comics were not selling well, people would shout "comics gate" at you. You know, and it, the yeah. the situation is 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 much more you know complicated than that. And the fact is that some comics are selling really well. And, yeah. you know, the top 10 books are selling really well. And some comic, other comics in other areas like manga and YA are selling really well. But even um, case web, com- comics, web comics as well. Web comics, web comics are a, doing well. It's a yeah. huge yeah. gaming now, business for a lot of people. Yeah. But if you're talking about American comics, you know, the traditional comics market that we see in Diamond and stuff. Kelly Sudiconic herself said this week, who I'm sure is not comics gate. Or I'm fairly sure she isn't. I don't understand that well. But she said books that. Um, are selling really low num- numbers now are described as a as a hit now if your book used to sell 80,000 and is now selling 30,000 then you've got to factor in the fact that that comic comes from a big company let's say Marvel or DC that company has to pay its wages to its staff it has to pay its you know whatever complications that company has that has to clear a lot of money before it makes a profit and yeah. does that that trick you know that trickles down to the creator now yeah. if if those comics aren't selling enough, then those comic creators aren't going to get paid enough um, because whilst they do get a page rate, they also get um, a deal on reprints um, on, uh, you know, um, where, they, where they release it again with a different cover, you know, where it comes out in a trade, where it comes back in a, out in a hardback. And if that's not happening, they're not going to be making enough money. And a lot of yeah. comic companies, as we've heard previously, don't sell, don't actually pay that well on page rates. It came out before yeah. last, didn't it? Um, yeah. And page rates, apparently, for a lot of companies, and you hear it um, uh, anecdotally about 2008, haven't changed for like donkey's years. Yeah. Now, if you can't, if you it's stagnant, if yeah, if that's not enough, then from a, even if you're on a mid-tier book, which these days can be something like Black Panther, Captain America, you know, Shazam, one of these sort of books, then you probably won't be able to pay. But you should be able to make it your life's work because I want to see you know, that amount of work that all those traditional artists over the years have put into a, a page of a comic, yeah. you know, they were every two days. I mean, fuck me, it's like a full-time yeah. job doing doing a month, a, a yeah. comic, a whole issue. That's a full-time job. It's a yeah. fucking lot of work. Yeah. And I know there's the outliers only... who can do more than that or do I less, mean, but... Yeah, I agree, man. And this is like some complicated algorithm, which I I, I, I only see remotely at places like Nobrow, but you've also got to factor in how much the books are and how much the books are now obviously they're much more expensive mm. now so they, when they're i feel sometimes as a as a, a buyer and a collector that they're dipping in my pocket to make up for their lack of sales by making mm. a comic four dollars you know yeah um but i think for some people you will continue you'll earn a living you'll continue to happy i'm pleased i want you to make this you know this your living this is your life's work because yeah. that will produce ultimately some of the best comics but some comics don't sell enough to support that mm. and you will have to have another job I mean, you've only got to see Max Vizaggio. You know, she's quite a famous comics creator. She's got a big sort of social media following. She's coming to Thought Bubble as a guest. You know, she's had to put, she's had to do a GoFundMe to pay because she can't yeah, afford rent. the rent. You know, it's and she's had a TV like, series yeah. out. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's that that twofold thing of kind of creators like doing the kind of the pitch comics to get the the TV thing, which I, I think seems to be dying a little. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, like uh, we, we've got like some of the bigger comics from uh, from years ago. Like, like obviously, we, we look at immediately what, and say, "Oh, that's a picture yeah. movie, wouldn't we?" Like, yeah. Why yeah. the Last Man? That's now on Disney Plus, is it? But also, I feel like kind of, oh, I just have to kind of 
uh, if they want to kind of make this living wage, not only do they have to do the comic book work, they got to have like the, the secondary stream of like a, a patron or a Substack or or something else yeah. alongside that they've got to do to keep it ticking along. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, they, I mean, the, I mean, the value, the, the, yeah, the value of a patron and the kofis and all the, those things, um, and they're, they're almost they've never been more important. But also by doing those sort of things, you've got to, you've also got to deliver on top of trying to do mm. uh, a full time comics gig. Do you know what I mean? Because like, yeah, yeah, and, unless I unless mean, you unless your sole thing is here's my patron, I'm creating the, this comic. Thank, thank you, and and it's a huge success. That's brilliant. But if you're like, if you're, uh, you you do a patron to supplement your full time work doing something for an IDW, for instance, or something like that, you know, or, or a Marvel or DC, they're two different things that you've got to do. So you're making even more work for yourself because you've got to cover the Patreon backers who deserve it, who deserve to get what they're paying for, and also you've got to do the job for the publisher. Who are expecting a certain amount of work? It's, it's, oh, it's I can't. I, bring, I can't. can't it'd be so hard. It must be so hard. If you was yeah. on a DC or Marvel contract, I'm sure you couldn't show stuff on your Patreon for work you're doing for them, no. could you? No, no. So no, no. you, you also have like, to come up with yeah. content. Yeah. Yeah, there's so many people that are like that have got NDAs. They can't, you know. There's, there's so oh, if, much... if a creator's putting his whole comic out there on his social medias, I'll unfollow that creator because I want to read yeah. them or at least mute them. Yeah, because I want to read the comic as one to go. You know. Mm. That's yeah, bringing this back to us, I'm finding it tough doing the patron for uh, Viper and Vanguard at the moment because the Viper stuff is. I don't want to spoil the story. There's so yeah. much stuff in it that I've kind of uh, ideas and key moments to happen. If I show you a little bit, it will blow the experience for you. And I don't want to do that. I want it to be kind of like you get this comic and then uh, you can have all those hits that I've set up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't want to kind of like take the edge off it by, by showing you a kind of a trailer yeah. reel. Of there, this a, is what's there, coming up. There is an art to um, work in progress. Or a sneak peek that um, certainly when it comes to, I know lots of publishers, you know, when they go to certain websites, they're like, right, here's six pages of the book. And sometimes, sometimes that it works and it tells you nothing. Sometimes, surely there must be six pages of that book. Stuff, give, yeah. Give away yeah. too much. Certainly, no bro, I've had the occasion where they've, um, they've given a copy to, and they put the, I think it was the New York Times put 20 pages out of, um, in waves and we didn't want them to. Oh my yeah. God. It does That's happen a lot. Yeah, mm. yeah. But you've seen it with like film trailers where they they just like you see a load of stuff and you're like, well, yeah. why are you showing me this? I've seen, yeah. I've seen the film now. Yeah, yeah, you've yeah. ruined it. Yeah. But I mean, in relation to you know, do people do it as a part time thing? Then yes, I think mm. certainly in this country they do. Yeah. You know, I think I think when you you know some of the the you know 2000 AD people they've always got a side hustle. I think what we're seeing now, of course, the other the other arm to that is something um, I was talking about. With Eamon earlier is the fact that these people, their page rates are low, but their commission rates are high. Yeah, and then they start gaining ground. You know, the, the ball starts rolling, and they keep they keep collecting more and more commissions, yeah. and they find that they can make much more money out of commissions. There's quite a few artists out there who just do commissions now, aren't there? Have moved away from you mm. know re- any real comic content. Yeah, yeah. they do that. Which um, is you know, sometimes the comic pages is, is obviously you can have some great books in your 
sort of bibliography, as it were. Um, but it's also to get your name out there, to get a reputation, to get you know. Yeah, you but, need that name before you can get the you can get the commissions. But free. the commissions, if you just do commissions, it's going to drop off and your name's going to disappear again. Yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it? Yeah, especially like you know, you see some of the two thousand AD artwork and the hugely painted stuff, which which is you know amazing. Um, you know, who knows what their their page rate will be for that? But then that person will probably get a, a fully painted commission. Must cost. Well, I, I dare not even think about how much it would cost. Do you know what I mean? Because that's where they can make. Once they've got a reputation, they can then sort of say, "I've got, I've got six commission slots open for the year." And you know, if it's a fully painted piece of artwork, you just sort of think, "Blimey, that must cost for for someone's." Could you, on top of this, as as well as like, oh, it'd be great to be able to uh, um, make comics for a living, but also the the important word of that is living. Because there's so much on top of it, you know. Uh, take the comics aside. You got to pay for your rent. You got to pay for your bills. You got to pay for. And they're all, all going to be Charlie Adler, aren't they? Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. you got you got to pay for your, this day and age. Your web hosting, as well as your art supplies, or just anything, you know, or or just oh, yeah. kids' your, school fees. You know, your, there's all sorts of things. Yeah, there, yeah, you know? yeah, so much. So it's it's so difficult. So, you know. Sometimes people are making a living, but they're making a, a, a small living. If they, you know, and if if you can le- learn to, le- you know, you don't. I think have there's to- a lot of artists who are moving into that commission field, and there's a lot of. Yeah. Um, I see a lot of shit being flung at the moment around. Yeah. Um, there's there's a there's an artist who's a th- I won't name them, but there's an artist coming to Thought Bubble who is has become notorious in the last few weeks for having taken a lot of money at the start of lockdown and not having produced anything. Uh, and you right. think oh god you know it's and that commission game is a difficult game you know yeah you know yeah you can get swamped really easily i've done it like you said yeah. i was in one commissions and then like you get five and it's like oh fuck me like it's not just here's five things to draw you've got to communicate back and forth with people what they want yeah. hammer out what you you're trying to draw and what the the, the client's after and that process in itself can be like, the admin side of it it's not just yeah. I'll sit down and draw someone's picture. Then you got to send it back, keep the correspondence. Oh, that's what they want. Yeah, they don't like that, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, uh, getting away from you, yeah, I've got you got to fucking keep an eye on that. It's, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, people are people. You're not perfect, are they? Nobody's perfect. No. But yeah, I think yeah, there's, there's a lot of that. Is a problematical area. I think. Yeah. Mm. Can yeah. cause problems. Yeah. You've Especially got... if you pay your eyes first. That's, uh, yeah, I've got to the I'll point now. I've read so that. many horror stories recently. Is I'm, I'll only pay afterwards now. Yeah, For have you did like a, a, a kind of like a step by step thing? Like you, you, as an artist, you can send over a low res and look, this is what it looks like, and yeah. so you don't give too much away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's kind of a yeah. bit of a negotiation. Yeah, or maybe a, some up front, but the majority of it later. Yeah, yeah. I've it's been stung too. I mean, I get, uh, once a year I email somebody. I, I I got to do a commission, and I message them on Facebook once a year. I send them a message, and they they've replied twice. I think. But it's, that was, I think it's probably about 10 years now. I've been waiting for it. Fucking <laughs> mm. hell. Yeah. Oh, dear. There you go. But there, there you go. There you go. That was our um, little take on, and, and we explored lots of different avenues there, I think. Yeah. Uh, I mean, bottom line is, if you can make a living from anything, like if doing what you love, um, you know. More power to you. More power to you. Good ne- stuff. Yeah. yeah. Next, I would love for comics week. to kind of go on. Oh, no, you got man. No, go on. No, I say I would love comics to be kind of like this economically viable titan that it used to be. Christ, and yeah, I'd love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. 
next uh, week my question watch out yeah god we'll see, we'll see what that's like next week uh, <laughs> but for now um we are on the recommendation section of the show quick one for me because i'm reading okay. a couple of things at the moment and i'm not uh ready to talk about them so i don't have a, like a strong recommendation this week because i've got a couple of different things on the go so um so that's me dropping the mic to these two gents okay right so, uh, can i go first t is that right yes please babes yeah, go well on. i've got a comic here that i think the author of won't mind us giving out on his behalf or at least grabbing a link to it from where it is and it's Bugman by 4P. Oh, I yeah. think I was given yeah, this a little while ago and I've, I've, I've not actually fucking spoke about it because I was scanning through my comics. I was like, oh, I haven't actually talked about this one. And it's a tiny kind of like mini uh, trash can. That was the, the name of them. Ashcan. The, the name Ashcan. Ashcan. Ashcan or trash can. Trash can's another thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ashcan comic uh, that, that uh, Daryl's put together. And uh, what I can describe about it, it's kind of like a Godzilla kaiju comic. And the, the main character... Bugman is kind of uh, a bit of a laid-back, chilled dude, and he gets a call from the kind of the, the general, of the army in charge, saying that there's a monster mashing up the the green section, and I think he's like, "Oh fuck, set the green section that's full of like uh, hippies and people who drink lattes and avocados." Is that well? No, they're all dead now. So you don't have to worry about that. But like the the, the general calls him up on video phone, and the general's like, "Why are you naked?" And Bugman's like, "Why are you not?" <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to don't want to ruin the end of it, but it kind of like Bugman gets coerced into going into action, and then it kind of all starts going off the rails. But yeah. it's great; he's got this kind of very adult vehicle. Yeah. yeah, very adult, very adult. It's uh, it's part of this new direction Forbes in, which I fucking love. Yes, I absolutely love what he's doing. This and lips and pussy man fists and yeah. um, George Mayhem and stuff. Yeah, he's. Uh, he's a, I, I literally texted him about an hour ago saying you're a machine, sir, because he sent me the new page, which I shared with you a second ago, didn't I? But mm. uh, yeah, fucking hell. He's good at the it's moment. Great. Yeah, I think he's really found his groove here, I think. Yeah, it really comes across in the work. It's just like, fuck mm. yeah, this is what I do. And it's really working. So uh, keep going, Daryl. And uh, I think uh, you might be able to contact Daryl and get him to send the comic out because in the notes himself, he says, share the love. Once out to date with all my latest yeah. comics free downloads simply head to www.4pforpe.co.uk and sign up to the newsletter you'll only be contacted with free digital mini comics or when something new is in the shop thanks for your support please share my work with your friends and enemies love 4p there you go <laughs> sign yeah. up and uh, get free comics and i've almost What's forgiven not? him because he had a packed lunch at meanwhile nothing What's wrong with packed lunch dude what are you talking about not very rock and roll is it in a trippy no, no, way no. got to be you know we were yeah. talking about getting cream teas earlier. I can't hardly judge. For a bit. <laughs> Good. Cool. Shall I go? Yeah, go for it. Every, everyone wants to be a gangster until it's time to do gangster shit. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I felt poorly, so I made Sarah Harris buy me lunch. So I sat in yeah. the pub. Yeah. Um, Good. So mine is called Frontiersman by Image, from Image Comics. Have you seen this, guys? It's had a little bit of heat. Um, came out this week. I haven't yet, but uh, you, you said a little bit about yeah. it, which made uh, it look very, very interesting. Yeah. So words, words by Patrick Kindlin, um, art by Marco Ferrera, Ferrara, um, letters by Jim Campbell, cover B by Matteo Scalera, who we like, don't we? Um, edited by James Heppelwhite. Um, the titular front uh, frontiersman is an old hero. He's like an old, old dude. Um, he's retired from heroing and he's moved off the grid into the, into the vast forest. Imagine. Green Arrow, I suppose, 
gone to seed a little bit, living in the woods. Still quite hard. Um, and the comic opens with him fighting a robot that's been sent to attack him. He quickly destroys this robot and he carries it back to this sort of cabin he's got in this little clearing in the forest um, to find that there's someone there. There's a man there. So it, it begins to kick off before he realises this man is just here to see him. He's not here to attack him. He's, he wants to ask him something. Um, the world outside the forest is is kind of much like ours. Um, it's a going a bit to shit. There's food banks and poverty. And there's a company there who are looking to chop down a forest of Pacific Redwoods. And this sort of kid, this activist kid, wants the frontiersmen to help him to protect them. Um, he's, he's actually already been turned down by a number of other heroes. So he's kind of like last on the list, which he he um, he he discovers. And the book's kind of a combination of flashbacks um, and the story, that story. And then Frontiersman goes off to find out a couple of things, find out how this kid found him and also to find out whether he should help. Um, he's got it turns out that he's been because he's kind of off the grid living off the grid this frontiers my guy so he's he's kind of um been grasped up about where he is by an old college professor of his an old college professor of the kids but who is also an old hero character um will he head back and will he head into back into life and help the uh this kid and these trees and these environmental activists or will he not um and i'll leave it there and you do discover that on the last page actually because this is a series um I I read this and started reading it and I put it down for a while and had to think about it. You know, sometimes there's a sort of a layer of stuff you don't quite realise straight away. Um, Mm -hmm. And I went back to it and I realised that this is a book that not only picks apart an old hero and how he would be, but also picks apart the acts of um, what we see now, but not what he saw because he's an older man. What we see in current life of people who believe they're being political and being activists who um you know the people who the people we see who shout a lot about stuff but actually don't take any action about it they don't do anything about it um it really does say at first i thought they were going the other way with it i was thinking oh christ it's going to be a load of oh i I wonderful protecting this tree you know or tweeting about it you know and and then i realized no that's not what they're saying they're actually going the other way on it um it's uh, so he goes to i think it's his door i can't remember who it is but he goes to this girl in this shop and she's running a food bank and um and he he says should i get involved in this should i get involved in helping this tree out you know i'm, I'm sort of kind of past it now i don't want to should i really come back into the world and she says to him a few of them will stick with it but most of them will end up driving suvs and owning stock in factory farms and i thought that's a really true moment you know it's this sort yeah. of you know pe- people who love to fucking talk about stuff um there's a, there's a there's a flashback in it um as well to he's talking to this old mate of his and they were both heroes together and they there was there's a sort of flashback to how they fought this alien looking creature he's got a head a head a helmet and a headset thing that controls people's minds and turns them into you know mindless zombies brainwashed people who are sort of polarized into attacking something and i thought that it took me a while to realize but then i thought yeah that's what he's saying again He's saying these people are, you know, there's people out there who are brainwashed in to be whatever cause or whatever thing they think. You know, we see it these days with anti-vax, don't we? I suppose it's yeah, the main yeah, example yeah. I think at the moment. These people are sort of brainwashed into doing stuff by the pressure and by the brainwashing that we see out there in YouTube and the media and Twitter and all this sort of place. Um, it's a book genuinely with some really interesting layers to it. And asks a lot of questions which i found quite interesting there's a little bit in the back where 
the writer talks about what he's trying to do and he's saying it needs to we need to have a change in comics we need to make them more you know thoughtful and more you know challenging and stuff and i think that's really really interesting the art has that i've started calling it post manga i suppose is where i talk about it now so people who are influenced by american comics and manga there's that that co-mingling um some really great use of color um it's quite there's a lot of energy in the pages especially in the action there's a there's a lot of um strong what do you call it um you know when you strike something there's that you get that real boom of a feeling uh, the page really explodes off in it um and it's really really something i, I liked and and it's got a sense of humor about it and um, the frontiersman is this sarcastic old but not unlike atomic hercules i suppose maybe there's even a sort of physicality there's a similar look to them um where he's just like fuck me really you know that look <laughs> to him sometimes yeah um and um a little bit of old school cynicism um which kind of sometimes goes along with a little bit of old school practicality i suppose these days is what the way it is but um yeah a real a really pleasant surprise and really enjoyed it and i definitely i'm definitely on for the ride on this one yeah and i think i'm hopefully i'll probably i'll probably hopefully they do a nice hardcover or something on it but because it deserves like an oversized bd format i think because they do pack a lot into the pages but uh yeah frontiersman bomb image comics came out this week that's my one okay nice Oh, nice one. So, so there you go. Yeah, more more comics great. to add to your Thanks, list. Man. Go forth and check them out. Put them on your pool list. I'm going to probably pick up that Frontiersman now, actually, once we finish this. Mm. Um, but whatever we talked about this week, we hope you enjoyed this. Uh, I don't know, our two hours of talking comics and nonsense and having fun. And we've started your week or ended your week the right way. Um, if there's anything that we've talked about or you want us to talk about more on this show, there's several different ways you can get in touch with us. You can email us, awesomecomicspod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at theawesomepod, where we'll be retweeting, tweeting, and shouting into the void about what this show is. Uh, if you go to the Book of Faces... <laughs> Book of Faces... I sounded a little bit like Barry Norman then when I said that bit. Do you remember him? Oh, I miss Barry Norman. Mm. I miss yeah, the yeah, film yeah. show, don't you? Yeah. 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 Film. I used to love film shows when I was a kid. You know, to sort of mm. just getting little sort of just moments of films and just trying to figure out what they were about or what they were like. Without this sort of sort of like flashbang wallop, you know, somebody actually talking sensibly about a movie. Yeah, yeah. much yeah. missed. Now it's like here's the first six minutes. I mean, if you listen to the, I mean, if we did that on this show, uh, the first six minutes wouldn't be a good promotional tool because that would turn people off. Oh god, everyone just turn off immediately. Jesus. Mm. Um, but if those people, middle six but if those people Sorry. want to follow us on Facebook, they can go to facebook.com slash awesome comics podcast. They can join the Facebook group Awesome Comics Talk, where there's a great group of creators, comic fans, comic comic collectors, just comics loving people on there. Just want to talk about comics. Um, just search for Awesome Comics Talk on Facebook, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll let, we'll let you in. Tom Curry, our old pal John Tom Curry, is also an admin, and uh, yeah. He, sticks he to confused the world. me this week because he's a phantom of the opera this week, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm the Vince of Darkness. Um, yeah, because yeah, it's uh, it's spoopy month. Ooh, so spoopy. Yeah. Um, but we also and come and join us on the Slack because exactly. it's really kicking off on there, man. Yeah, really yes. good. Yes. So um, yes, find out more. Get in touch with us to find out how to join us on there and all the different conversations there. Thank you for listening to us, whether it's on the website awesomecomics.podbean.com. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, subscribe and leave a review. It helps get the word out about the show and all the things that we talk about week on week. If you listen to us on any other networks like Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, Podnose, Podknife, what other networks are we on, Tony? 
We're on a, another dialogue-based one. It's quite a long one, so you'll have to wait me. It's called Pod. More wet and wonderful police work. I've got to hand it to you, White Bread. And then White Bread says, thanks, just hand me another towel. I tell you what, it's, am- <laughs> it's amazing the sort of length of the titles of these networks, isn't it? I don't know they get that on iTunes. Yeah. Confusing yeah. to me. Yeah, I mean, what would you begin to search for? Probably don't don't search for that. Uh, I'll put it in the link. I'll put it in the notes. <laughs> God. Uh, yeah, <laughs> don't get me the type. It just do it so I can copy and paste it. Anyway, where can people <laughs> find us online, etc.? Tony, Patreon dot com forward slash tribute press. Um, Flesh and Ink four starts today. Okay, nice, uh, Dan. You can find me on Twitter at Vanguard Comic, and you can read Vanguard at VanguardComic dot com. Nice, and you can find. And I've got some big news coming out this week. Sorry. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. What have you told us? Uh, what? Uh, I've been sharing it with you this week. The the news, Vanguard Book Four. Oh yeah, ah, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. looking great, mate. That cover, you and um, you and Mister Cumber did looks fucking amazing. Yeah. yeah, coming on perfection. It's with the uh, final proofreading now. Oh nice. Yeah. Oh good. Yeah. Is that from the lady who brings me cups of tea? And um, oh, I just yeah. a, no, it's not. It's the my proofreader, Mirren. Mirren. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she's yeah. good egg. Dan yeah, has a tireless team working for him. Of when ladies. I say, when I say yeah. uh, team, it's people that know what he's really like and just sort of go, oh, whatever, Dan. Um, no. <laughs> I think, oh, shit, better do what he says. Or else. Really? Uh, that did sounded they? a bit sinister. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it did sound a, not a little bit sinister. <laughs> oh, dear. But no, it's going to result in a quality book. That we're all going to get a copy of so yeah stay yeah, tuned for one. more news yeah. on that you can follow me yes. on social media at Jester Diablo and thank you once again to Lord Herc for joining us this week and to the Avery yeah. Hill crew for help setting that up um, we hope yeah. you lovely people out there have a brilliant week wherever you are in the world we hope you're um, healthy happy doing okay um, physically mentally and uh, emotionally isn't that right Tony physically that sounded creepy. <laughs> I've never heard that word said. So- oh, that's going to stick with me. That is. Um, it's gone right up here, that one, isn't it? <laughs> Indeed. I'm just it? about to send you uh, something on WhatsApp. Can I get a live reaction? Oh, oh okay. Okay, like okay. This. Before we sign this is off, good. Right. are you okay, ready? Yeah. This is the closest this show will be to I'm being live. WhatsApp ready. I'm just okay, uh, clenching right. my buttocks. You can't I mean, say what it. You can't I mean, say what it is. You can't say what it is. Okay. So this is this is brilliant. <laughs> this is brilliant. Oh my god. Okay. I mean, th- this isn't this is an audio medium. Um, all I can say, folks, is while these two are falling apart, you know, it's like it's like I'm it's like I'm playing the fiddle while Rome burns. Um, but thank yeah, you all for listening to me and these two degenerates talk about comics week on week. <coughs> Wherever you are, we hope you're okay. Read loads of comics, buy loads of comics. Um, we love you. Even Tony does. Dan does especially. No. And have a great week. <laughs> he does. He loves you. He really does. Make love you. Have a brilliant week. And as always, what should they do, guys? Stay awesome. Stay awesome. There you go. You heard it from the horse's mouth. Bye, everyone. See ya.